0: This is going to be hard to because uh, it to be really I'm easy to, to try and explain this one it. Then,
1: babe.
0: Hello and welcome to Rusty Junk. <laughs> we are going to do something a little different here. Um, we're trialling this because we think it's we think it's going to work. Or, or, or sorry, I'll rephrase that. I think it's going to work. Or it could go horribly wrong. Or I, I can't see how it would go horribly wrong. Or because... it's just
1: going to be a bit of a mess. But anyway, you get to listen to us for about forty-five minutes. Forty-five minutes about stuff in the eighties.
0: No more than an hour, but 45, because um, there's an important football match today. Well, for some. Um, so what we've done is we've, we've gone to a site called uh, Stuck in the 80s, and we've gone and looked at things that happened this week, as in from this week, from today, um, the 26th of February, up to the 5th of March. I didn't. Except <laughs> you didn't. Um, and Dom didn't, just an hour and a half ago. Um, so it's fine. We're going to take things that happened in that week, and we're just going to chat about them because we chat about 80s films all the time, and we just thought, well, why not just extend it to other things? Because we bring TV shows in, um, <laughs> snacks, cultural things across the across the um, cultural Did differences I... with Joe. Yeah, so why not? Honestly, I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm clutching up more straws than a
2: masturbating scarecrow here. General, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll give it our best shot. Eh?
0: okay i'm not sure i that. That to take
2: the uh the is that
1: actually a phrase dom or have you just well made that there's,
2: a, there's a cruder version of but uh yeah i thought i thought that might keep us
0: under the profanity filters um i'm not yeah. sure i think we might have just just tipped over him slightly but i think we're all right it's okay
3: i gotta write that one down <laughs> <laughs> oh he's
0: he's full of them um but anyway so what we've done is we've each taken three in certain cases dom maybe two uh, and and, I've only and, done one. i done one, but a completely different, completely different brief. It's God knows where she went. Though.
1: It's on topic. It right. Fits the parameters. It's fine. Okay.
0: So what we hope to do is entertain you and regale you with our knowledge, uh, our in certain cases ignorance. Um, just basically, just probably learn a lot about American stuff from Joey that we didn't know before, which is, which isn't a bad thing, I suppose. Ah, uh, we might make it more British centric next time, but let's see how this goes. Picture an American site. Who wants to go first?
1: I'll go first because I've right. only got one topic, and Yeah, if but you one got topic, got that, topic that
0: that lasts probably fifteen hours. But yeah, go on, go on. This is quite rude. Okay. So <laughs> right. what I've done
1: is I've looked at films from nineteen eighty <laughs> through to eighty nine, and films that oh, excuse me, films that were released around sort of February March time. Okay, but not all films because we'd just be here forever, and some of the films I don't even know about anyway. But that's not a bad thing, I suppose. Oh, um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to just call out some films I remember, um, and then we can have a chat about them. Um, uh, some things I've never seen, <laughs> in fact, uh, but I know about, but not in detail, only the film title. <laughs> this is going to go really bad isn't oh, it It feels
0: like top secret this is not melt or May. that's not what I, that's not what i asked for but still <laughs> okay well what right. it's a, it's a podcast it off, of two halves there we go who's the first one all right, we'll... right
1: okay so february 1980 uh we'd got the release of american gigolo yeah the fog Ooh. i've never actually uh, watched I the watched fog i thought oh. she said a
3: curse word for a second
1: <laughs> is that um
0: horror? You won't watch it.
1: Is it about fog?
0: Uh, it's about things that are in the fog, yeah.
1: Things in the fog, what yeah. the fog's made of things,
0: no, or the fog's got ghosts in it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> if this fog goes, it won't be missed. That line's in there. Oh,
0: <laughs> <right>. <laughs> oh okay. God, this it's is a bad idea, wise. but all right, okay. <laughs> Okay.
1: Uh, Caligula.
0: Okay, yeah, we discussed that on the 2010 podcast, but yeah, the reason why we we liked it, yeah. Uh, It was a porn film, wasn't it? Uh, Not really, but (laughs) it depends which way you looked at it. It could be highbrow art or it could be a skin flick. It's entirely up to whichever way you want to look at it.
1: A skin flick?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, is that what they're called?
0: Well, that's what they were called, yeah
1: i did not know that
0: okay. well i did
3: well, i really quick i wanted because i did listen to a podcast where they talked about caliglia and malcolm mcdowell was on front of the show oh yes <laughs> and uh he said basically bob guccione owned penthouse which is like the competitor of playboy in the united states i don't know if you guys got penthouse over there
1: oh
2: penthouse yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm familiar with their, uh, their output yeah <laughs> yeah
3: okay <laughs> So he bought the rights to the movie and he changed it around where they filmed a movie that wasn't as bad as the end result, but he had a lot of porn in there, you know, like I guess like maybe a year later. So like Malcolm McDowell said, I goes, I'd be looking at a bird and just looking inquisitive. And he goes, but then when I watched the movie, the bird was removed and there were two lesbians having sex. <laughs> you know? Oh, how. So, yeah, it's,
0: it's a he, bit that's of... That's what he said.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he was looking at a bird, yeah. A
3: couple of birds. All right. <laughs> so it is a bit of a porn film in a way. Caligula. Bit. Yeah. Right,
1: okay. I've never watched it. That's not the one with Joan Collins in, is it?
3: No. No, Can Can we, Miren, well, isn't I'm it?
1: thinking of...
0: Was it the, the... The Stud.
1: The Stud. Oh, right, okay.
0: Can we
2: do a season of films Amanda's never watched? Because there are some little belts in oh. there?
1: And,
0: uh, yes. yeah. 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 Well, you, weird. Because I think we should change the title of the podcast or the direction of the podcast to be Forgotten 80s movies that Amanda hasn't watched. Yeah, that's great that's a really good idea.
1: Well it I was like season one out
0: though. i balance things out a bit. Well it's like season one, which was I yeah. introduced you to Iron Eagle, which he hated, and yeah. chances are which he kinda liked. Me,
1: yeah. A yeah. prancer,
0: yeah. which everyone universally um, hated. No. So, no. yeah,
1: fine Okay, so February
0: nineteen eighty one. This is right. Well, are no, we I gonna do this is quite good
1: because we're we really going to do every
0: films. How many films? And, but we've got three things each to discuss, yes, we've got
1: exactly. So shush then. Right. So February eighty one. The Dogs of War. No, no, Anybody no. seen that? No, I
0: never like seen a British it. British thing.
1: Oh, okay. No.
0: Uh. Uh. Oh, this is.
1: February February Das Boot.
0: Das Boot. Why? <laughs> this is just a random sprinkle. It, it's a random scattering of films. To, to, well, I'd, with, I'd read them all out. little no time would... to discuss <laughs> e- e- each of them. No <laughs> one would know what they were anyway. Should we just nod and go? Do Did, we like it? Saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or no, okay. we don't like it. Yeah.
1: Right. uh Deshwi- Death Wish 2. Okay. Swamp Thing.
0: Y- yeah.
3: Okay. Did, you say, did you say hump thing? Swamp. swamp. Oh, swamp. Okay.
1: That was a cult classic, wasn't it?
3: Uh, yeah. Uh, was it the first thing. one?
1: Death Wish 2.
3: Oh, not uh, really. Over here, Death anyway.
1: Three. All right, February 1983. See,
3: this is a cult. Right, I'm putting an end to this now. It's, February
1: it's, 1983. Right. We had... It's funny. Um, it's funny, though. Pirates of Penzance, <laughs> which was a musical. That was released. <laughs> the, the You're come two. up with a
3: good movie eventually. <laughs> we'll, we'll, get, we'll, get, we'll hit one.
0: The
1: Sting 2. Uh Wait
0: a minute, what? the what? The, the, the sting, sting
3: 2. two. No,
0: the Thing 2?
3: No, The, the sting.
0: sting. Oh, right, okay. Didn't even know and they then, made a sequel.
1: And then, Footloose. Hey. We got
0: one. We yeah. got one.
1: Footloose. Oh, that was 84, Footloose. Okay. And uh, in March '84, this is Spinal Tap. Yes.
0: yes. Uh,
1: February '85, we've got
0: um, uh, Witness. This almost feels like a quickfire round that people may come yeah. back to and go, "Oh, you, exactly. I remember that." Witness. Dom and didn't the Breakfast like Witness. Club. There oh,
1: you go. Know. Breakfast Club was released in February '85.
3: Excellent. It's like uh, being on Jeopardy and uh, like not, not giving being an able an answer. to answer. Yeah, and saying like what are things in my kitchen? <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah,
1: films on my list. Right, okay. March nineteen eighty five, the Last Short year, Hitch- this
0: is the last year. Because we'll be here all day.
1: Oh, come on
2: Amanda, you
0: ignore it, you plow through. It's, right. uh...
1: Okay. February nineteen eighty six. We're getting into some good films now. The Hitcher, nine and a half weeks, yeah. House. Yes. Pretty in Pink. Yes. Um Hair Bears Movie Two. Classic. <laughs> Highlander, Highlander was released in March 1986, and a, a Room with a View. God, did yeah. you ever watch that? That was Hi, so well, boring. Highlander a Room with
3: a View. Go ahead, Dom. I but was I
1: say
2: Highlander it. would be worth revisiting on a future pod because that, that's been interesting. You know, well received yeah. the
3: time. I suspect doesn't hold up at all well, no, well. I, I don't, don't think it, it would. The sequels yeah. weren't very good, though, were they? I preferred the sequel.
1: Oh Did you? Oh, okay.
3: So I got to say, man, I got a beef here. A Room with a View is one of my favorite movies. I love that movie. Ooh, Touching the Earth there. Yeah. And you, I don't know, I, I think it's really? a masterpiece. And what happened to Julian Sands? Did they ever find him? Uh, no, I don't think
0: they did, no. But thank you, Julian Sands, for arachnophobia. Right, February no. 87.
1: Uh, we've got... Uh,
0: Honestly, manic- we've got. we've got... I've only got But it's already there? been 15 minutes. Gosh. It's already taken mannequin. a third. Oh, yeah. Mannequin, yeah. No, yeah. Yeah, Mannequin. See, we did that film.
1: Didn't hold up very well, did it? Well, it was all right. Kim Cattles. Well, it was all right. Stuff, it's
2: deranged, isn't it? You know, that
1: Content. The Mannequin, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> Content <laughs> didn't translate particularly well to this day and no, age.
0: Yeah, it's got it? Andrew McCarthy in, so it like, can't be all bad.
1: Uh, and James else? Spader. Uh, February... Eighty-seven, Some Kind of Wonderful. Woo-hoo. A Nightmare on Elm Street 3. And then in March 1987, we've got Lethal Weapon.
0: Woo-hoo. Um, remind me, who started Some Kind of Wonderful? Would that be um, Eric Stoltz, by any chance? Yes! I oh, managed to get it in there again. again. I'm telling
3: you right now, no one saw it over in America. They did, they did, Joe. Loads of people saw it.
1: February 88, She's Having a Baby.
0: Good for... Well, it doesn't hold up as much, but it's still... Okay,
1: yeah, um, yeah. and then uh, again, we've got Blood Sports Oof. Hairspray, yeah, uh, February 89, The Fly 2, no uh,
0: one starring, saw that. starring, uh, anybody Eric Stoltz?
3: Oh, yeah, Eric again, Stoltz. no one saw That's that. It's
0: an Eric Stoltz a thon, <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna say Memphis Belle? Oh, no, that was 1990.
1: Um, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh, it's in 89. Now we're,
0: now we're talking.
1: Can't believe that. I thought I was in like the 90s. Yeah.
0: Right. Well, that was lovely. I think we take Hang an on. interlude. No, Hang on. No, no, I think we take an March. interlude.
1: Wait a minute. Last thing. <sighs> March 89. Chances are. Yay. And then I'll finish on a film I will he- never hope ever to see Police Academy 6 City Under <laughs> Siege.
0: <laughs> yeah, to be honest, that's pretty dreadful.
1: There you go. You have
0: finished on a high because we have talked about that at great length. Police Academy One, fantastic, as as we did, Don. Um Police Academy Six, good lord. Good lord. Um, right, so there's the there was the first warm-up, which was um Amanda reading out a list of list of films for your for your delectation and your appreciation there.
1: Some of which we have reviewed.
0: Yeah, some of which by all means Mostly if you want to go one. in. If you want to have more analysis than just a couple of lines from each of us on each film, then by all means, go and look at the films that we have done, because uh, that's all we had time for. Right. So I'll go first <laughs> with with one of my first? things. I went first. No, first in the actual thing that we plan to do. <laughs> so, yeah. Um You're just rude. Not I'm really. Just just... Anyway, well, you know, sorry. Sorry and all that. February the 28th, 1983. Uh, Joe will know the answer to this question. The other two, the other two, you may not. The final episode of MASH aired in the States. I did like MASH. I never watched it. Oh, God, it's best, one of the best shows. Well, top three shows of all time. Um, final episode of MASH aired in the States. How many people watched it? Three. Can I say a lot? <laughs> uh anyone want to take a guess it's in the millions
2: even in this country it was popular wasn't it so it was uh, I don't know it, what we can say was population in America 300 million let's say one in what do
0: we say one in five one in, I don't know. okay it was one in three it was yeah. watched by 106 million people the finale <laughs> 106 million people. Um, I remember it fondly because I used to watch it with my dad. Uh, it was a big thing. So when it came to the final episode, it just felt like a finality, th- uh, you know, between me and him doing that particular thing. I mean, even though we watched all the reruns as well, but it just felt like the end of it. Um, I I just, just before we go on to the, 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 the what I wanted to say about the, the, the viewership, it was, it was a wonderful exchange between, um, um, uh, between the two, between Alan Alda's character and and um, uh, so Hawkeye and BJ. So the two of them talking at the end, it's it was just an outpouring of... Uh, they, they, they say to each other, you know, he says, I want you to know how much you mean to me. And he says, I won't be able to shake you. Um, I can't imagine what this place would have been like without you. And I left you a note. And I remember being a, a quiz and somebody said, what is the last line said in MASH? And I knew what it is. uh, BJ says I've left you a note and Alan Alda because he's in the chopper goes what and that's the final line and as he takes up he's erected in stones he's put goodbye and he's in stones as the helicopter lifts up that's how he can see the message wonderful however a third of the population watching one episode let's look at the law of dwindling and how we're changing how we're changing at the moment I think this probably would deserve a podcast on its own to look at this, but from another point of view, how many people watched the Grammys in 1984? 51 million. 51 million people watched the Grammys in 84, which is considered a good year. Last year, 8 million watched the Grammys, which is one of the I mean, the last three years have been the worst three years for the Grammys from viewership. I know people... changing how they watch changing how they watch things
3: it's less about it's content what
1: they watch as well because there's so much exactly to, to tap into and like we only had like people don't necessarily have that traditional working day do they these yeah, days like, like so. we had
3: five channels to choose from and now we have hundreds yeah. so like if you're during prime time, you had to watch something and probably four of the other channels had something sucky on. Mm. So you, you were forced to watch the Grammys.
1: Plus, we've got on demand now, so we can watch what we want, when we want. Mm-hmm. How we want. We don't even have well, to be in front of the Titanic.
2: People are watching less TV anyway, aren't, aren't they? Yeah. So it's not just more choice, it's fewer
0: people actually doing it. You know, People have moved on. But then you look at number two on the list, and it was the final episode of Cheers, watched by 84.4 million people. So, so what are you saying, that MASH is the number one watch show? Of number, one the number one was the number one watch show. It held the record until 2010, which is when the Super Bowl beat it for for amount of people watching at that time. So it held the record for a long time.
2: If you look at the top ten list in this country, it tends to be um, sporting events or major news events, doesn't it? It's not yeah. like you know, coronation. Well,
0: EastEnders, when, you know... For, sorry for for anyone that's not in Britain and over a certain age, but EastEnders, when then divorced gave Andrea divorce papers I think pretty much everyone in the country might have been tuning in at that point
1: what about Live Aid
0: well yeah I mean that was watched around the world but it didn't it didn't beat the amount of people were watching it in the particular this is just the US Um, Um, it's interesting to note when you look at it Breaking Bad which is considered I mean I don't like it but that's I think I'm very much alone on that. that that said it it beat the expectations by getting 10.3 million people for the final episode, mm. and you look at that curve, and you're absolutely right. It's because there's more stuff to watch. But if if Mash was competing now with you know one of the others, would it have got the? You're probably right, Joe. It probably wouldn't have got the uh, the people watching in uh, that it, that it did. But what about yeah. Netflix, I wonder what's what that, was I my, that was my that was my thing that I, that that I took from there. So, uh, uh, Dom, do you want to go? What, what have you got? As you saying, there,
2: there are only two fictional things in the UK top ten most watched, and that is the Eastenders one that you referenced, right. when Angie and Dan got divorced, and Coronation Street. Hilda Ogden lives we- leaves Weatherfield. I bet you never thought that'd feature on Mustard Junk when you set the pod. But, <laughs> but, uh, uh, everything else is Apollo thirteen slash downs, no. wait for you, twenty twenty cup final, Diana's funeral, etc. Wow. Boris Johnson's address on COVID nineteen, but I don't want to get us into 20, confident controversial areas on the pod. Well, so. I think you
0: already have, I just mentioned it, but still. Um, what, yeah, I, w-
3: I, I was going to say in the US, back when like TV first came out, there were 15 million TVs in the 50s. 11 million people are watching I Love Lucy every week.
0: Wow. Because wow. you don't have the choice, well, as I say, you don't have the choice, but at least you had the quality. I mean, even now, I've, I've got to say, there's nothing. there's been nothing like
3: MASH since... There's been nothing funnier since Cheers. Well, I wanted to say, I mean, I know you wanted to go on to Dom, but my problem with M.A.S.H. is I did watch the last episode, but I gave up on it years before because it just, they were too preachy. They lost the, the comic element or it was just a sidebar. But for the most part, M.A.S.H. was really funny in the early 70s. Yeah. And it they lost a lot when they, they lost Frank Burns, you know, the actor. Yeah. Uh, Also, uh, was McLean Stevenson? Um, Who who did he play before the guy before Potter?
0: Oh, um, Colonel Blake.
3: Yeah, Blake was incredible. Yeah, he was. Um, And then uh, Trapper. I thought Trapper was much better than uh, B.J. Hunnicutt. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was.
0: Uh, Yeah, you're right. I mean, still, it was better with the old with the old crowd. And Dad never forgave the the makers of Mash by killing Colonel Blake off by. Radar coming in and going, oh, his plane's crashed. Oh, that was horrible. What? What? What What is that the send-off that he gets? Ridiculous. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, um, Dom, Um, what what have you got?
1: Sorry, the most watched...
0: We're never going to get to three o'clock.
1: Netflix, right. At the moment, the most watched Netflix is Stranger Things things Season 4. Yeah. Yeah, that's got... uh, It says, it's quoted, an insane 1.352 billion hours...
0: And what's got the record on Amazon Prime? Does anyone want
3: to, get, want to guess? I actually read
0: this today. Well,
3: they lie. <laughs> I think that's... they said like a billion people watched the first two episodes of uh, oh, Rings of Power. Rings of Power. Yeah. It yeah, and then it ended up that wasn't true.
0: They were counting when you um stay on it and it automatically plays. They were counting that as a watch. <laughs> it was yeah. like, no, that's just people deciding what they what they want to do and just nip for a uh, cup of tea or, or something stronger. um Clarkson's Farm. The second one is the highest rated show on Amazon Prime. Uh, for the UK. For the UK, whether For the UK. Well, the UK, UK yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, top TV shows on Amazon Prime in 2022. The Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. Yeah, right. Followed by The Boys, followed by Reacher, The Terminal List and The Peripheral. I've only ever watched The
0: Boys on that. You watched Reacher. We got about halfway through it.
1: Did we? Oh, yeah. it was horrible then, was it? Yeah. <laughs>
0: uh or you don't like it. Anyway, right now, Dom, sorry. Dom! Oh. Are we doing one of mine? We? Yeah, we are, yeah, yeah. What have you got? Well, I don't think we're going to get
2: a chance to do everybody's selections, are they? So you can pick which one of ours we do. So I've got, I think Amanda mentioned them earlier, I've got, it being 27th of February, 87, Night Run Elm Street 3 released. I've got Ooh, nice the um, 26th of February, 1988, saw Bloodsport released or i went for a music one which is essentially what's your favorite madonna song because it was also uh the the, the the like a prayer was released on the 3rd of march in 1989 and that's my favorite Madonna song. so which one do you want to go for blood sport maybe is the most promising
0: yeah I, well yeah because we've we we have looked at blood sport and the effect that it had
1: is that jean claude the- van damme
0: yeah Dam. thank you, Van Damme. That's the one where Forrest Whitaker was in it. And, and you know that podcast that we listen to, Don, the uh, Chat the movies, the uh, they they say, What is an awesome, what is Forrest Whitaker doing in this film? Yeah. <laughs> now I've got to remind you, Amanda, because um you, you don't because <laughs> I know you've got a memory like a sieve. Um it Forrest Whitaker was one of the two people that were went over to the Kumite to bring Jean Claude Van Damme back because he'd gone AWOL okay uh, and basically that they just ended up um finding him in the hotel bar he wasn't particularly very good at evading um justice we just hung out in really public places with very prominent people so it's hiding in plain sight um yeah blood sport was a was an anomaly
2: yeah, but I was more exploring the back. So I think as a film, it's a, it's a good film if you're in the right sort of mood. And um, the, yeah. I, I read a review in preparing for this pod and um, the LA Times got it right, I think, which is hacking through some of the jungle of cliché and reservoir of bad acting in blood sport for some pretty exciting matches, which is probably fair enough. But I thought what was interesting about the film is um, that it allegedly tells a true story of Frank Dux, a martial arts expert who claimed to participate in and win the Kumite, Kumite, how are we pronouncing it? An underground secret fighting tournament Whether or not the events are strictly real, he does have a tendency to exaggerate stories about his own career. And some of his backstory, I think, which has been largely debunked, is um, he had childhood ninja training. He was offered $25,000 to kill Steven Seagal. He claims he was awarded a Medal of Honor in a secret ceremony for his service in Southeast Asia. I think his official record, uh, the only reference to him, is that he fell out of the back of a truck and never left San Diego. Um, he provided the only known witness. who verified his Kumite story, but who subsequently recanted. Um, he said he works as a covert CIA operative. Uh, and even if all of his stories aren't exactly true, it's, it's certainly a movie that I feel is worth watching with a few beers inside you on a Friday night if there's nothing better on. But I thought his world records were uh, worth citing here because they are slightly dubious. He, he still claims to hold four world records. The fastest knockout, which is 3.2 seconds. Uh, the fastest punch with a knockout. These somehow, are all at the cuvitate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which somehow exceeds his fastest knockout records. His fastest punch with a knockout, 0. 0.42 seconds. So less than half a second after the fight starts. His fastest <laughs> kick with a knockout was, was measured allegedly at 72 miles per hour, which implies <laughs> that they, they were all stood there with police speed guns permanently on the contestants <laughs> just to measure the uh, speed of his roundhouse. And then I thought that the, the most amusing of all was the most consecutive knockouts in a single tournament at 56 which uh, implies it was a very very long tournament or potentially that he won consecutive tournaments over a number of years or uh, winning every single fight by knockout but um either way you know he's ma- offered him but he's clearly uh
3: does it say how many does it on, say how many were kicked in the face
2: <laughs> yeah in slow motion with the sweat spraying out after he'd uh yeah. been hit that.
1: it's a very wet film isn't it that one
0: well, wow, Hamanda, oh <laughs> I don't know, but am uh, you know, well, uh, She likes, we, she likes him, of course.
1: We watched Bud Sport, didn't
0: we? We did. We did it on the um, podcast, sweetheart. Yeah, oh, a, I know. <laughs> so we've had We're to
1: watch it. Yeah. to, and just um, the the lady, I presume it was a lady uh, with a spray gun, was was kept very, very, very busy, wasn't she, for that film?
0: Uh, yes, so very. Uh, there was a lot of sweat, a lot yeah. of blood, a lot of broken bones
3: so i have a question for dom so so he was paid twenty five thousand dollars to kill steven seagal what happened to that Did they well, say?
2: His, he, he didn't go through with his mission and steven seagal lived to to fight another day and to make another movie which uh, i think after um under siege he could have possibly have retired to uh, to the betterment of society but yeah um
3: you, got, nico? you got
2: you got nico marked for death oh under right, siege I I wasn't I was expecting a staunch defensive Steven Seagull. well he's,
0: he's not he's he's alright he's alright <laughs> better than Jean-Claude
3: Van Delt <laughs> he's not alright right now <laughs>
0: no you could
2: give his eulogy Charlie I think that'd be the, the highest <laughs> well, would, uh, all that is compliment right? I I'm not
3: the
0: guy well he was married to Kelly McGinnis for, uh, not Kelly McGinnis um, oh, who am I thinking of Le- weird science
3: LeBrock, Le-Brock. Kelly
0: LeBron, yeah yeah, four years. Fair
2: uh, uh, play, and he got to film that scene with Erica Elniak. Uh,
0: yes, I was indeed. him. I would to
2: take multiple takes to, to to. have got that scene in the bag. Yeah, so it uh, <laughs> was laughing now, eh? Yeah, Steven Seagal that was the last time.
0: <laughs> well, okay, that that went that went all over the place, which is great.
3: Excellent. <laughs> um,
0: what, Joe? You've got something obscure you said that none of us would have um, ever guessed.
3: Yeah, because this was by accident, because when I first started doing this, I went to the site, and since it was the 25th, they opened up the 25th. And I was like, I'm going to do this one, because even though it's not in the date range, because I have a beef with this one. Ooh. So February 25th, 1986, the 28th Annual Grammy Awards aired on CBS, and We Are the World was Song of the Year. Oh, dear me. I'm sorry, that song sucks. I oh, mean,
1: absolutely.
3: Regardless of how much money that that song may have raised, it's not a very good song. You can't dance to it. You don't want to sing the lyrics to it. The, yeah, the lyrics sucks. The music sucks. How the hell could that have won Song of the Year?
0: Here yeah, we got Bob Dylan and Michael Jackson in the same song.
3: Well, you got, you got a lot of people. That was one thing I was curious about. Who was left out and why? And... uh there was, so was. So
0: Paul Simon was on in the video, but he never sang. Yeah,
3: he's yeah, kind of like a backup singer, like Dan Aykroyd. Is oh, also yeah, because Paul Simon's backup singer, of course he is. Um, but Prince, where was Prince? So Prince was invited. He? he was. What's that? Well, he. Is he? <laughs> hey, he was supposed to have a big role. He was supposed to be next to Michael Jackson, and they were supposed to be going trading barbs back and forth, you know, and uh, so he pulled out and there's multiple stories it's probably because he's got a big head i think he thinks he was better than everybody and he didn't want to hang out with all of them that's what i think his guitarist said it's like he just didn't want to be a part of it and he's used to doing things alone so i think
1: didn't he suffer with anxiety a lot as well prince He was very much a very insular kind of person wasn't he very private
3: he might have been, but I know he just was Yeah, he was recluse, uh, for sure mm-hmm. um, But him and Michael Jackson didn't get along Like no. They were very competitive and they hated Each other, so I mean that could be Part of it too, even though the two of them were supposed To sing you know, Back and forth, like kind of do a little duel On this song, which kind of sucks I would have liked to have seen I mean I'm not a huge Prince fan, I think he was overrated Myself, but um, They also said that It could have been that he went partying at that night because it was during it was after the american music awards that they all got together but this was planned before it but they're like all right guys after the american music awards we're gonna go into the studio we're gonna record this track and um so he went partying and then two of his bodyguards ended up getting in a fight and they were in jail and he had to bail them out but there's so many stories, in it. and apparently he he decided the last minute he didn't want to go, so he sent Sheila E. Do you guys remember Sheila? Yeah, e? yeah,
0: yeah. You got the look.
3: Yeah, because she's in the video, you know. Yeah. And so she kept calling him and saying, "You need to be here." You know, uh, there's so many famous singers here. It, it'll be really sad if you're not in it. And he's just used to playing alone, so I think he called Quincy Jones because Quincy Jones was the conductor and producing it. And he says, can I come in and just do a guitar track, like a riff and all that? And he said, no. You know, he says, if you're not going to come and sing with everybody, you know, we we don't want you. Um, But that would have been cool if he was there. Madonna was not there. And her management told her not to do it because she was starting her Like a Virgin tour, and they feel like it would have conflicted. But that was stupid, because she really should have been there. Even regardless, I mean, I know the song sucks. It They, she really should have been there. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So I was
0: thinking something like a minute ago, and now I feel something, something different. If you recorded it now, we are the world, and say, presumably you wouldn't get any of the greats. You get like non-entities like Cardi B or God, yeah, people like that turning up, and they're all trying to out-glitz each other, out-glam each other. It'd be horrific. Um, Imagine that song with with those horrific. Anyway, fine. Um, it didn't do Prince any any harm by not going, but imagine now it'd be like, not only would they be fighting each other to get there, but the ones that didn't want to go would be cancelled. Would be right. Don't oh, listen yeah, to their music anymore right. because yeah, don't yeah. listen to them. They don't want. They obviously don't care about starving kids in Ethiopia. And no, no it'd be
2: it'd be the other way. If you participated, you'd be. Um held against you as some sort of white savior complex maybe not in the case of prince but uh you know if, you, if you're a an artist doing those these days you've got to be really careful of that whole uh vibe as well
0: oh yeah forgot about the the charity yeah okay mm. Ooh the the chessboard of uh the chessboard of cancellation that we that we have to deal with these days like knight,
3: knight to rook two um the so, wailing w- 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 jennings did you guys hear him yeah absolutely yeah he um he sang in every which way but loose. Oh, I, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he was a country music star. So he was there and he didn't like the lyrics, so he left. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and now I look back on it and it's like, good for you. I would have said the same thing. It's like this song sucks. Who the hell wrote it? It's why like why Michael would... Jackson and not well, Lionel Richie. I,
0: I get Diana Ross, I get Lionel Richie. I get my, you know, I get that. But Bob Dylan turns up. I'm like, you're you better than this. What are, you, what are you doing here? Well, this
3: called. is what annoys me you're too. Not. Is that at first I thought it was like very uninclusive that they decided who the hell they wanted because there are so many American musicians that probably should have been there that weren't there, and it's like, where was Leaf Garrett?
0: Yeah, where was Leaf Garrett? Leif yeah. Garrett?
3: Are you serious?
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> he was
3: non-existent. <laughs> 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 I feel bad for this uh uh, john denver so john denver wanted to be part of it and he heard it was you know going to take place and he asked if he could be part of it and they told him no because they felt that him being there would hurt the sales or the credibility of the song but i was like what yeah (laughs) okay
2: as part of our transatlantic rivalry we can say without fear of contradiction that they know it's Christmas time. Wipes the floor with the song anyway. and um, yeah. And I still sing that each year in an unironic way with a few beers inside me at Christmas. And, yeah, you know.
0: absolutely. Yeah. No, we don't, we don't recognise the other two. No, no I'm, I'm, t- I'm tearing up sorry, here. three. Can you edit in maybe National Anthem at this point in the pod, do you think, so our listeners can get the full effect? Oh, OK, well, I'll do my best. Yeah. <laughs>
3: the National Anthem.
0: I think I'm only allowed to play a few <laughs> seconds, but, yeah, I'm sure I'll be able to get away with it. <laughs>
2: It's probably. I, mean, so it.
3: I know you guys like that song. I'm not crazy about that one either, um, but yeah, I will say it wipes the floor with "We Are the World." But most things do. It's probably because we only hear it now. Well, I guess you guys hear at the same time during Christmas time, and uh, I don't know. Did that win yeah. song of the year when that came
2: out? It was a great. It was a great. Um, well, I like it at least. Gavin and Stacey. Good scene in that when they're singing along to feed the world you know on Amanda Charlie uh,
1: yeah Gavin and Stacey yeah yeah. we're
2: well, going to send it out on our <laughs> the listeners on our group whatsapp which is private to the four of us I'm
0: going to send it out yeah. we'll put it in the YouTube it's, links we, we actually should put them in the links
1: well Gavin and Stacey had um, who's the guy we don't want back
3: you know, James Corden you're keeping him no yeah, way he's coming back no you can keep him you can have him Harry
0: Meghan keep them all keep well, them that's all. not fair Yeah. We got um, we got inundated with saccharine people. You gave us Kim Kardashian. Yeah, cheers for that. Oh, no. So this is our retalii- retaliatory shot. So the
3: dudes movie. that sang in uh, in your version of uh, which was the original one. So I mean the ones I remember: Bono, Boy George, yeah, uh, some guys from oh, yeah. Duran Duran,
2: Joe Yeah. Who's that's that? the governor stacy reference. Mid Mid Yo
3: Never heard
0: of him. Paul Young. Who? Paul
3: Young. <sighs> never heard of them. You never
0: oh. heard of Paul Young? Right, this be. I've one. heard of Paul Young. He yeah, has I
3: mean, one song. He's got five, about ten songs. Every time you go away, that's all I know him from. George never Michael was people? People? Oh, George oh. Michael was there. Okay. Yeah.
1: Boy Sting. George. He
3: no, I said. Yeah, yeah, I said Boy George. Yeah.
1: Okay. Sting did, the, uh,
2: sting did the bitter sting of tears that was his
3: life that's great isn't it yeah yeah there should have been more sting in there uh, like,
1: Simon
3: what,
0: Le Bon uh, by the way it, it was oh, only Collins. about it was only about two weeks ago that Amanda listened to Money for Nothing and she went and I said that's Sting that's Sting in the song she went what? That that Sting singing in Money for Nothing I'm like Where have you've been for the last 40 years
1: Oh, the I Want My MTV, that bit.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, he sings in the chorus as well. Sings in the...
1: Oh, what was the other thing we were watching on telly the other day? Uh, I always feel like somebody's watching me. Yeah. That one. Uh, oh, and Michael Jackson yeah. sings. Yeah, Michael
3: that one. Jackson. Yeah.
1: yeah. Pretty cool.
3: That was another crappy song that he <laughs> had Michael Jackson in it. Uh, that That's made it a hit over here. That Joe... would have never been played. Joe, I'm going to
0: see a Michael Jackson tribute act on Friday.
3: Oh, are you really?
0: I am in in a stadium, in in an arena. Bring that camera. Yep. It'll be on Charlie Goodgoer. Absolutely. It's
1: not going to be a full arena.
0: It is. It's It's sold out. It's sold out.
1: Yeah, but it'll be half the arena. They're not going to have a whole arena.
0: Well, it's half the arena, but that's still thousands of people. Yeah.
1: Half the amount of a normal
0: arena. Um,
2: and there'll be Full plenty disclosure. of dark curtains draped at the back of that. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen
0: a, I've seen him already at um, a festival called Glaston Budget, which I go to every year. But yeah, I'd be looking forward to seeing him in an arena capacity. No, I there think it's going to be cool. He's a good moonwalker and all that. Oh, he does all... I've seen... I mean, I'm not being funny. When I watched him at Glaston Budget in a field in Leicestershire, I had, to check my, I had to check my phone just to check that Michael Jackson actually was dead because I, <laughs> I wasn't entirely sure that this wasn't him. Um is yeah I think when you hone an art when you have to live up to something like that you have to be very you have to be perfect you can't be middle way and try to try to moonwalk a little bit and go Oop, oh, oh I'm really good. I'm well, done like here. watching
1: your drunk uncle at a party. the voice
0: is good but he can't dance his voice has got to be spot on the dance has got to be spot on the moves are going to be spot on the inflections are going to be and I'm just like can't wait to see
3: that but anyway
2: if he hasn't got a pet chimp I'd demand a refund <laughs> <laughs>
3: There's crap with the crowd.
0: I think. I think midway through, he goes into a uh, oxygen tank. So uh, <laughs> I'm forever blowing blind bubbles is going to be
3: hey. good. Oh. <laughs> very good. Very good. Um, right, can I When when we'll we'll I, I did one. one say, Eddie Murphy. It? Eddie Murphy was uh, invited, and he he declined. He didn't want to do it.
0: Well, he only had one hit at the time. Was it? Party no, he all was. The
3: time? Well, apparently he was he was recording party all the time at that at time too. Um, Barbara Streisand was there and they cut her part out. Oh, can't imagine that goes down uh, That goes down well. She was supposed to, um, I forget who, who sang after Michael Jackson, but because so originally it was supposed to be Prince after Michael Jackson, and then it was, oh, it's Cyndi Lauper, was it? Uh, I'm not sure, but oh, yeah, oh, that...
2: oh wow,
3: <laughs> good <laughs> lord. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I won't go through everybody, but there there was just so many people there that I felt really shouldn't have been there. Um, But it's like they were friends of Michael Jackson or Lionel Richie, and it's like whatever. All right, right, what do you have, Charlie?
0: Um, So March the third in nineteen eighty-five, Moonlighting hits the TV screens, and TV Mm. was never the same again.
1: We're doing Um, that again.
0: No, but I'm just mentioning it because I think it's worth mentioning for two reasons. One. Uh, Because everyone forgets that Bruce Willis won an Emmy for it in 1987. Um, Actually, three things. Uh, Two, it was completely spoiled at the end of season three by Mark Harmon. So yeah, thank you for summer school, Mark Harmon. But I don't not not for uh, ruining uh, a great show. Um, But I think it's it's poignant now to talk about it because obviously, with Bruce Willis's condition, it's um, you know to look look back on that and think, do you know what? If I'd achieved what Bruce Willis did in the eighties, and, and uh, I think it's, f- it's probably fair to say the eighties and the nineties. I know he did stuff after that, and I know there's, you know, but it's the law of diminishing returns with with what what he did. However, to so lay claim to be one of the, you know, the greatest TV stars of the eighties in that sense, and one of the great made some of the greatest movies, certainly that that live on. I, was just wanted, I just want to. I just wanted to One of
1: the greatest it. TV stars,
0: though? That, what? David Addison in the eighties was pretty much ruled the roost. Again, sorry, did I not point out that he won an Emmy? In so as a character, David Addison is is incredible, he's a really good character.
3: Mm, well, he plays, because I, I would say he's got to compete against Bill Cosby and and. Uh uh sam from cheers sam from
0: che- absolutely i mean yeah there's there's the, no way of course there's competition but from my point of view the the range and the kind of things that he had to do and i know it's very easy to say well he played bruce willis as you know as himself um, i don't think that was the case i think he had to go through some very tough things um i remember the episode where he. um uh, this is one of those moments where you say, "Well, Tom Cruise is a you know." When we talked about this many times, Tom Cruise is a is a is a bona fide movie star. Um, but you say, "Well, he can't really act as such." And then everyone brings up, "Oh, Magnolia, Born on the Fourth of July, definitely can act." I think when you look when um, Maddy Hayes, played by Sybil Shepherd, loses the baby, that that was his moment. That was spoiler. a great spoiler. Oh, well, I, well, you've only had 40 years to watch the show, so, <laughs> you know, um, I think I could spoil that. By I didn't way, realize she, that she, I forgot that she lost the baby. Yeah.
3: Oh, damn yeah,
0: it. It. It's, it's awful. you got baby love played by Diana Ross in the background as she's at the party. And she bends over and starts clutching him. Oh,
3: God. It was oh, man. Horrendous. So, i am watching that episode again.
0: Yeah, it'll ruin Diana Ross for you for a while. This um, conversation's
2: got a bit darker. I, I yeah, sorry, out, sorry. I tuned out briefly to Google dementia jokes to see if I could, uh, you know, weave one in in an amusing way,
0: <laughs> and then I come back and you talk about this bloody. Right, ass. okay, well, that's it. I'm out, Dom. It's over to you. Uh, you well, well, don't do well, the I dementia like the jokes, moves,
1: Dom. Come on. All right. Well,
2: let's. I'm, I'm gonna have to finish soon. So, um, it was a prodigious week for '80s music. So, on the second of March '85, Shara Really smooth operator. Oh. So my top 10 yeah. songs of the 80s. Diamond Life being a, uh-oh, we am seeing some shaking of head going. Oh, I love it.
3: Um, I, I do too.
2: We, we've got that and uh, in, on heavy rotation, plus Your Love Is King. I don't know if you've yeah. listened to the lyrics of that recently, but my daughter really likes that song and sings at the top, sings at the top of her head. Um, and it's about a woman having an orgasm. So it's a bit awkward. <laughs> She's 11. It's <laughs> <laughs> fine. I
1: used to sing Like a Virgin. Uh, so yeah. it was fine.
3: Yeah, I didn't that realize it, it uh, that. Isn't for until Keith Richards just told us recently that uh, brown sugar was about slavery. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I did have some slavery content for this pod, but Charles told me it would be too dark, so I uh, have scrapped that. But yeah, this was the um, anniversary of the largest ever slave auction in US history in
0: 1859. Oh, oh. by the way, um, turning Japanese by the vapors. Um, Dom's already used the word so I can use it again it's all about masturbation that, that one's a
2: bit more obvious isn't it but um, well,
0: yeah. it's it's kind of black like pitch to say hey it's a fun song that was we'll but then when you actually sing the lyrics all right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's a okay. good thing yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. I was too dumb to, to uh, listen to the lyrics
0: <laughs> So
2: back on the good music vibe um, okay. on the second of March 88 Graceland was awarded record of the year at the 30th Grammy Awards Graceland. One yes paul simon yeah? absolutely no question for me but i wanted to focus on the 1989 release of like a prayer um by madonna which was the third of march in that year it's a controversial song at the time mm. maybe for some people still is but i'm gonna go well i was gonna say i'm gonna be bold here and say that it's her best song um it was number, one, number one single in america um for um just under a month Number one hit in the UK, Canada, Italy, Spain, Ireland, Poland, Portugal, Netherlands, Norway, Sweden, Switzerland, Denmark, Finland, Iceland, Australia, New Zealand, and Japan. Wow. Uh, and yeah, and here's one for the listeners to, listen to mull over. So I'm, I'm going top five Madonna singles of all time: "Like a Prayer," number one; "Material Girl," Vogue; "Ray of Light," "Like a Virgin." Wow! Wow! Maybe that closes down the debate. Perhaps that leaves nowhere to go. Well, it's, you it's, haven't got borderline
0: at number one. But I mean, we can start from there. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> yeah. Border, borderline. Holiday. Hung up. You speak um,
2: contrarian again now. This is like you sticking up for Steven Seagal earlier. It's um, borderline, the number one Madonna single. Just,
0: justify God. my love. That's, That's got right. the top five. That's yeah, she,
3: yeah, she pissed off so many people, especially back then, you know, with that video... 'Cause it was like her in a church and yeah. uh, I think oh, her Jesus getting
0: was... assaulted, although with I don't know if it was supposed to be that she was getting something more sinister. But yeah, she definitely got assaulted and,
3: and But the stabbed. Christians were pissed off of her. But I think it was that same album where she was did she do Papa Don't Preach? No, the that was on True Blue. True
1: Blue.
3: Okay. Yeah, because that one like the the pro choice people would have lost their minds of, of today. You know right. that she was singing that she was going to keep the baby. You
0: know, well, yeah, the, the, pol- the polarized world that we live in now is just you've got it. You've got to pick a side. You don't get a choice. Yeah. I
3: noticed.
2: I noticed nobody sticking their hand up for "Dial of a the Day" then as a top Madonna song. No?
0: Uh, <laughs> there, that's, that's dead last. Not I'm, the worst James Bond. Song. I remember watching that with Dom on a on a, a team a team day out, where the, basically the company paid for us to go eat somewhere nice. The Hard Rock Cafe was it. Die Another Day and went laser tag and then went and then paid for us to drink. Let's not mention the company, um, just in case it gets us into trouble. But yeah, we all went to watch Die Another Day. Oh my, do you remember that
2: work trip? That. We, we, that. we were
0: doing shots in the middle of the day and we tried to, um,
2: what well, we did bang on the side of that van, taking that prisoner to court, and uh, that really ended up in us uh, getting arrested. And I fell onto the train. Do you remember, do you remember that? I mean, it was very, very blurry. Uh, okay, I don't remember that. <laughs> Oh, yeah, drinking spirits, he Henry. probably
1: equally He's drunk as drunk gone. as you, Dom.
2: <laughs> well, that that company, which we won't name, we, we used to let you pool your annual fun budget and then go to Amsterdam for the, uh, for the weekend, <laughs> didn't it? Really? So that, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, I think... Can you imagine band- that happening now? This just wouldn't happen, would it? Can you imagine band-
0: Dom at that time and, and <laughs> r- rubbing his hands with glee going, oh, we're going to Amsterdam? Oh, the, the Christmas
2: parties as well, the things that used to go on there, were right? yeah. Wow, oh, that man. is yeah. We're well, not allowed to mention
1: those. Yeah. It's it's quite funny because I saw um a LinkedIn article about millennials now I haven't got like a drink culture. Like no, we they do, have.
0: they drink heavier than uh, Yeah,
1: they're all like, oh I'm like not really into drinking and uh, no, I'm not really into sort of Aperol you know, Spritz. That. Yeah, I'll just go for a cafe culture, and it's like I'll oh, get a life. Come on, you haven't
2: vomited behind a youth club at the age of fourteen, you
1: know, with some cheap
2: cheap alcohol. And have you really lived? You know, if you've not if you've not done these rites of passage, I just don't think you're prepared for adulthood, really.
1: <laughs> well, they do, don't they? They teach you a valuable lesson. Yeah, okay,
0: explains yeah. so how we won wars. We, uh, <laughs> the, the, what they call the stoic British spirit, it always involves some sort of yeah, cheap cheap meth meth based stuff, and oh
2: yeah. It's great i always remember drinking dutch imported lager which was brewed on an industrial estate in east Yorkshire, and that was like yeah six so pounds kind of <laughs> that and put hairs on your chest uh, on a, <laughs> not on a school night
1: Oh, just wait till like amy rocks up completely like blasted from our
0: well, yeah that's that, oh, we've got a while to go yet she's not even 13 but
1: well not that far
0: well i started drinking at 15 so yeah well, anyway
1: I, I had a bad episode at 14 Blame Captain Morgan.
0: No, the, <laughs> the good captain. Sets
1: in the bath and fr- 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 ripped my sister to death. And she walked in the bathroom, the bathroom to me, just half naked in the bath, asleep. She was like, Gee, what are you doing in the bath? I, and like realized I was completely out of my face.
0: But were you sleeping I in thought, the
1: bathroom? I, I went to bed in the bath because I thought it was the better place because if I was going to be sick, well, it would be doing... easily cleanable. I've done that plenty of times. You know that's uh, that's a very sensible approach to things. Logic, okay. yeah. And and you're sleeping like upright as well, almost, aren't you? So if you are sick, you're not going to like, you know, do yourself a mischief.
3: Oh, Joe is just looking
0: at looking at us and going, oh well. They... Oh, no, I've yeah. had
3: I've had bad episodes too. I mean, I know I came home on a St. Patrick's Day and I got wasted with people I didn't even know. Oh, Went to their right. house, best card, yeah. And and um, they drove me home and uh, I threw up in their car. Like (gasps) all over and I had my suit on and I threw up on my suit and (laughs) when they let me out I just ripped off all my clothes I was completely naked on my lawn and uh because it was disgusting yeah well they didn't know me I didn't know them I felt horrible you know did you Um, see them again yeah no I got I had their phone number I had one of the guys phone numbers and I called them up and I said I'll apologize you know I said let me pay for the car any damage that was done but they were cool you know uh, they were fascinated in me because I, I was actually a working man and they were like in college still and they were like, I "Was like, well, what are you doing tonight? Why don't you hang out with us? And we went all over the place and I got so wasted. And then uh, I got so, you know, again, I vomit everywhere. I had a beard and a mustache. I had to shave it off before I went to bed because it was just like cake. Before with... you went to bed? Yeah. That,
0: that must have been fun. <laughs> like... <laughs> what one in six actually
1: hits I'm like hacked <laughs> no, to... like face in the morning stinking of sick
3: look at me I look like Don like, Johnson Hello. No, I now I use an electric electric shaver thank <laughs> 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 god it wasn't a cutthroat because that could have ended badly <laughs> <isn't it>? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes I got the I got the yeah started to yeah all right okay Joe you get the last one before we wrap this up
3: oh okay. yeah all right so yeah uh, I the my other my other one was Star Wars ad on CBS uh February 26, 1984, but I did want to discuss this other one. I'm a huge Star Wars fan, but I think this one is more interesting. Okay. CDs back and March First 1983 were released for the first time in the United States. Wow.
1: CDs.
3: Yeah. Oh CDs. Yeah. And I was so looking forward to it cuz you know, look with albums, we had problems with them skipping and then with uh cassettes we had problems with them breaking and getting stuck in your uh your car stereo and we were told this was it this is you're never gonna have to worry about music skipping or breaking or anything because now this is the future the cd were they filling us a bunch of crap because (laughs) i had so many cds that skipped that it was just so annoying oh i hated them after a while
1: they were quite good for recording like on your computer though weren't they like holding information and stuff it meant yeah, that, you know. it
0: took it took a it, while it took a while before it that became affordable i remember the first CDs that came out hardly anything and you you were paying like 60 70 pounds
2: you, you you embraced it though charlie it's fair to say when the technology caught up didn't you didn't you <laughs> Short of having a peg leg and a parrot on your shoulder, you couldn't have been a bigger pirate. I don't know you might want to edit this bit out. Perhaps? But, uh,
0: yeah. That's another good one, Dom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm,
2: glad, I'm glad that you've left those behaviours long in the past. Anyway, so. Oh, exactly. i to yes.
0: do, do that. Mind you, I was very inventive on, on how I did it. Um, and thank goodness for Napster. Because uh, I think I was just oh, going all day, Napster. all day, every day. When, um, when Jarman, our, our friend, Dom, um, got, uh, I, I was living with him and because he had to support the company that we can't mention he had to have an ISDN line put in and at that <laughs> point <laughs> it was just like that was Christmas. Christmas came at once and he went don't use it for doing that don't use it for getting music and stuff like that and I was just like what else are you going to use it for so I managed to get him drunk and get him to agree that I can cane it. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure there was any other ISDN line in Nottingham <laughs> that took that much to-
2: we had to switch had to
0: switch the backup nuclear, didn't we, when you started recording on that? Yeah, my God. Yeah, CDs. Um, look at them the wrong way, <laughs> and they suddenly scratch and then jump. Yeah.
1: It was great, though. We had a, 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 a documentary science programme called Tomorrow's World, um, Joe, and um, it was all about things that were sort of advancing and technologies and different things, and um, if you go and watch it now, I, I imagine it's all on YouTube, Tomorrow's World. Well. I imagine there's an. I'll we'll put a link to it this. Yeah. World. I bet that would be quite good to watch. Because there was hmm. a lazy on there, wasn't there? Not Maggie Philbin, but the other one with sort of curly, dark hair. What was her name?
0: It's Maggie. Oh, anyway, Fi- uh, yeah.
1: Not Maggie Philbin. Not but Maggie the Philbin. Um, yeah, so it, it's great and the way in which they predicted like homes of the future would be that's 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 mm-hmm. a in,
2: in, a, in a similar vein there's a brilliant interview between David Bowie or Bowie for our American listeners and Jeremy Paxman talking about the internet and how yeah, well,
0: that's amazing how, pres-
2: how prescient David Bowie was um, at the time so uh, we'll put that on our link yeah lure our listeners to YouTube if it kills us
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah no links on the audio no no chance go yeah, you, to it.
1: YouTube yeah
3: but I love digital now. Um, I mean, you can score, uh, you know, store thousands and thousands of songs on your phone. They never skip. They never break. Um, I know there's those hipster groups that buy albums. Well, I know one of them, at least one of them is on this podcast. Absolutely. There's
0: some absolute gems. I've got a gold I point, Joe. I, my, my collection's now worth over 10,000 pounds. But do you listen to them? there's some I can't listen to records. some I can't listen to. And I can't unwrap. rap. Um the
3: collectors items. They're just collectors. They're collectors. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. I think a lot of them are collectors items and then if you listen to it multiple times, you know it's eventually going to skip or it's it's going to scratch.
0: Yeah, but you can you can get things that, that the the joy of the album the <laughs> joy of the album I don't think can be Replicated. I know I'm going to sound like an old man and stuff, but there's a lot of new audio files that are coming in and looking at vinyl and just going to, to put it on and not have the ability to go, now I want this, now I want that, now I want everything else. The beauty of just leaving it on and just getting the experience.
3: You can't even skip songs. Or why would album. you want to?
1: You can, you can lift the needle. You can
3: and, lift the needle, yeah. Prepare why, for why danger. Would you do that? Well, why would you do would that, though?
1: lift it up with the thingy. And then move it over a bit, and then drop it down.
0: Look, heretics! Don't move what the needle; <laughs> just <laughs> let it play. What happens if you sneeze? Well, well, there's the co- a, there's covers on it, and B, this is not the 1930s where they have the uh, the the gramophones. You
3: know, yeah, yeah. Uh, all I know is VHS is going to make a comeback, and I'm sure Charlie will be buying a VCR. Oh, no, I, had to, I had to chuck all mine out on
0: on the orders of
3: uh, another person on this podcast.
2: Yeah, and that can't have been
0: easy. It wasn't easy. <laughs> no. I, I I kept a few. Push I kept a in. few. All the Disney stuff, all the wrapped collectors edition Disney VHS stuff. Yes, that's going. That's staying. That's worth a four. I think Beauty and the Beast, the one the the edition I've got, is worth a five hundred pounds now. Uh-huh. That just keep going up.
2: Amanda, I hope you're looking forward to your retirement when you're arriving on Charlie's pension, which seems to constitute old VHSs and vinyl. You know, uh, yeah, you won't be running that heat too much in the winter. That's why I'm saying. <laughs> I, suspect be-
1: the, is- I suspect the mice have had it in, in my mum's uh, attic in the garage. I don't
2: know, it sounds like it's been chucked out, Charlie. I'd, I'd get up there the, next weekend if I was you and see if it's still there.
3: <laughs> so, it, so the VHS copy of Beating the Beast is worth. 500 pounds
0: because it comes in a, a it comes with a book a, a booklet
3: and, oh, okay. a, and
0: a cell from the film oh okay so one of the hand drawn cells it was like a limited edition you just got what you got well that um, makes sense but each one of them is like
3: limited so no i remember when it came out limited uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> no I, I remember when it came out uh, the day it came out on vhs i went to go buy it at sam goody in manhattan and this woman bought a case of them because she felt that one day they were going to be worth a lot of money. And I was like, well, if that's worth £500 each, but you're saying that there's this was just the regular VHS, you know. No, it's no, no. no.
0: The, the regular VHS is in the middle as you open up. The booklet's quite big. The, the box, I mean, the box it comes in is, is really well done. And you open it up and the VHS is in the middle. It's got a different cover, not not mentioned anywhere else, but it's still in its wrapper. So it's never been opened.
3: So you must have really liked being the Beast, huh? I
0: oh, love it, yeah, yeah. It's my favorite Disney film.
3: So that's it. That's an easy one. I, well, I like Little Mermaid. I have a cell, an actual cell from the movie. Well, we both,
0: see, look at, look at, this is how the conversation goes. We end up. But with that's it. But what home. you have
3: is not an actual cell. It's a reproduction. It is. It is. It's an I, actual cell. I I need proof.
0: Okay. Well, I'll, I'll see if the mice have got it. <laughs> I'll see if the mice have actually <laughs> chewed my, uh, chewed my inheritance
3: and i have uh the voice of ariel signed it too um and i also have the the vhs of uh the little mermaid that has the penises all over it of course yes and we'll leave that story for another
0: day although go look it up by all means because it is good um there we go um give us some feedback whether or not you actually like this i i liked it we never got through I, I didn't even get through John Belushi dying and the ZX81 being released. That was the other things that I had, but I'm sure we could leave that for, if we carry this on, for, for this time next year. Um, but anyway, this has been a special edition of one of many of Rusted Junk, so I hope you enjoyed it. Um, goodbye. Is everyone going to say goodbye in their own uh, unique way? See- <laughs> I feel like this,
3: that. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Uh,
1: toodle
0: pip.
3: Bye.